What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another Whiskey Web and Whatnot, another live one from the Multnomah Whiskey Library with several Ember friends from EmberConf and your hosts, as normal, Robbie the Wagner and Chuck. Charles and- William Carpenter Third. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we have a couple guests from Embercore teams. We have Jared and uh, do you want to be Preston? Do you want to be Nullvox? Or uh, I'm, I'm both. Okay. And also the third. I know. I right. remember we talked that. about yeah. this last yeah. time. Yes. Yeah. So, so two trays on up on this one. Very cool. Also, does Jared have a last name? Um, Galanis. No, I don't think so. Galanos. He he's known as Jared, and he has that little pixelated picture. That's yeah, it. but but he is never. Or no, I guess it is your full name right. for the for yeah. the username. Too. And he's never yeah. been on a subway commercial. I think we should differentiate. Oh like that's well, we don't know that guy. You want to be? Yeah, that's that's not the guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw that Netflix yeah. documentary yeah. recently. Yeah. I was like, oh, so I didn't know it was one. Oh, I see. And now you know how important it is to make yeah. the distinction. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, introduce yourselves. I guess say things about what you do. Yeah. So, uh, Jared, I am on the Ember Learning Team, uh, mostly front end dev with some back end experience in uh, Rails and other languages. This isn't a fucking job interview. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I'm not on the internet as Nullvox Populi, and I am on the Ember Tooling Team, which is a mm. new addition as of a couple months ago. And, and my, newly named, right? Yeah. Today. And newly yeah. named. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, there will be a merger happening announced uh, tomorrow, I think. Well, yeah. Or when you're hearing this many weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it, it's a misnomer that it, this is labeled as a live show because it comes out two weeks from now. Yeah. It's live in that the guests are here with us. Yeah. Not I do that like, you were hearing it live. Yeah. The in person yeah. thing. We'll work with our marketing department on that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I uh, also have done full stack stuff. I like to dabble in all of the front end just because it's good to be informed, you know? Yeah. Gotta, yeah. gotta yeah. know what we're up against. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're up against, we're up against a lot. Yeah. 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 Then yeah. wait until analog comes out. You're fucked. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know that much about it. <laughs> all right. Should tell, we talk about whiskey? Yeah, tell yeah. us about the whiskey. Joe. Well, dear listener, today we're having the Willet. Uh, straight rye whiskey. It is their own distillate. It is the three-year, 110 proof. Um, yeah, that's all I got to say about it. We don't know anything about mash bills because when we do quote-unquote live shows, straight we rye don't look it up. Just rye, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So but see, I knew. Well, sometimes it's like, isn't there sometimes like a different variants of rye or like some of this, some of that? Yeah, like anyway, a, fuck an it. heirloom rye. I do remember those. Right. Yeah. Those, those were different. I don't know. Fuck it. Ooh, it's got kind of a sweet smell to me. Now, mm-hmm. I have had this, but I haven't actually, we haven't had it on, on the show and definitely haven't tried to think about it in yeah. a uh, descriptive way. Yeah. I don't know if it's just me getting ready to be back in the room and have some donuts, but it kind of smells like donuts to me. Oh, see, I get more of a floral. Mm. Yeah, I think I think I would agree more floral than donuts but i think (laughs) throughout the night i think i I think i finally know what rice smells like okay i'm not i'm not a whiskey person but i think i think i'm correlating smells to to descriptors yeah Yeah. and that's really all it is you just try to find things that seem familiar associated with what you're getting here because obviously none of that shit is in here right there's no rc cola in a whiskey Mm -hmm. there's no flowers added to you know the to the mash bill at all and yeah, I'm definitely closer to uh, Robbie. I think that, I think I smell caramel in here a little bit. Okay. Yeah, like yeah. a lot of sweetness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna give it a little taste. 
I like that this doesn't um, aggressively attack the throat. Mm. Like, huh. It's usually Ooh. like some heat in the high alcohol. And mm-hmm. for 110, if you're not getting like a ton of the quote unquote hug, so that's just the thing. The Kentucky hug is a little burn in your throat. That got vegetal for me, tasting it. It like flipped from, from the smell. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, so often that is the case that you get oh, pick up yeah. notes in the smell and then you get nothing of that on the palate. Yeah. Um, you said vegetal, right? I've never heard yeah. that word and before. And I started yeah. thinking about broccoli and now I have yeah. a slight like broccoli yeah. stem kind of flavor in my... So I think it's not the build tool. I don't know. No, no. Is that even still fucking alive? Like what? Uh, We're working on getting rid of it for the moment. Yeah, you're the last one. (laughs) We didn't build broccoli. Let's (laughs) let's set the record straight here. We just picked the wrong thing at the time. (laughs) But there wasn't a better choice at the time. Really, it was it was marketed a little rough. Like it was kind of supposed to be the React of the file system, Mm -hmm. but with a a lack of adoption and marketing, that, that never took off. Yeah. And it's an interesting thing that happens sometimes. Adoption doesn't always based purely on better. And mm-hmm. better, I guess, is subjective. So I want to take like subjectivity out of it. It's just like solving a particular problem in a way that is more efficient if efficiency is your goal, right? Like that's not always the thing. Because I think objectively, a lot of people can say there's lots of different times where React wasn't necessarily the better choice, but it was chosen for reasons outside of like technical feasibility and more mm-hmm. about um, skill scoping on a team or ability to hire into a team yeah, or um, having applied it one place, just apply it to the other place because, mm-hmm. you know, we already went down that path. Why would you think about something else? Yeah. Um, and we, we had a decent amount of that at National Geographic. Like, well, we came from a backbone, Marionette applications, mm-hmm. and then I deployed the first React component uh, there, but it was just like log on, login, you know? You yep. had like a, a Django site serving up stuff, and then it would load React, and then it would be reactive to logging on, and that, okay, that's pretty yeah. cool. That's an yeah. whole application. I mean, how it was intended to be? Right. Yeah. We had <laughs> Angular 1 and Ooh, desperately nice. tried to oh, yeah. remove ourselves from that, but mm-hmm. I think, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Angular 2 yeah. just ended up being like, it's a new thing, and if it's a new yep. thing, is it still this thing? There was a lot more money in Angular 1. There were a lot of dollar signs there. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, that's almost like a joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, we should probably go back to rating this whiskey. Before oh, we right. Too, yes. Too we started talking about technology. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, jumping ahead. I love technology. Yeah. Preston yeah, you was may telling notice me he if you've watched the past those. two of these that they've all been at the same place and we are many whiskeys in at this point. So right. all <laughs> formalities <laughs> out the window. That's right. definitely um, the reason why I started singing. Yeah. yeah. I don't usually do that on the hey, first. This will be karaoke night. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Let's put a pin in that. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll take um, that one offline. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so um, yeah. Who? Sh- how do we start this? Who? Uh, I would like to invite one. Of, yeah, I would invite okay. at least one of our guests yeah. to, to rate first. Uh, so, guys, I know you've mm-hmm. heard this spiel more yeah. than once this evening, but mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and give it for dear listener which is uh, we use a tentacle rating system, a one through eight tentacles because we follow the way of the octopus. One being horrible, uh, although I've allowed a few listeners to add a zero yeah, because we zero. are coders, you know, whatever. Zero based indexing, zero to eight. Yeah, I, uh, that's a sad octopus, but zero yeah. is horrible <laughs> and you're gonna go and vomit to get this out of your system. Eight being amazing, this is the thing that you will drink that uh, gets you drunk and is alcohol with other adults. Don't give this to children. Uh, four being Jack, just fine. It's like 
middle of the road. Yeah, I think so. I've I've had this whiskey before, this rye before, so Aww. it's it's a little bit of a cheat, but um, <laughs> so, and I enjoy it, so I, I I go into you know it knowing that it's definitely I think it's definitely a six or a, a seven for me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. What well, is this a baseline to other ryes or just? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I mean, I think mm-hmm. it stacks up to some of the the other ones we've talked about in the past, like Sagamore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Preston? Yeah. So I am not a whiskey person, and most of the whiskey I've had throughout my whole life, I think, was tonight. <laughs> and, um, We're yeah, winning. We're correcting yeah. Preston. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So ten times more whiskey today um, than the rest of the, his life. <laughs> throughout. Uh, all of the whiskeys I've had today, and then the whiskey I had last time I was on the show, I think I would also rank this a six. Like, I I would have it again. Um, it isn't... Like, I mentioned that it doesn't burn a whole lot in my throat, and that's, that's not a feeling I enjoy, the th- throat burn. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that it's a little more subtle. And the, the flavor, I think, is kind of like, okay, so why i'm not like giving it greater rating yeah yeah but yeah, but yeah. Sense. yeah I, i'd have it again yeah it's got to taste good i mean otherwise that would be uh just um i don't know masochistic but yeah mm-hmm. yeah like uh starbucks <laughs> yeah <laughs> agree hard agree oh, there yeah, yeah. yeah. um give me some whatnot yeah oh there yeah there you go i like coffee i uh i like will it Quite a bit. Um, there's not a lot of things they do wrong. I mean, obviously some better than others for me personally. Um, yeah, I love when they first came out with this rye of their own distillate and they were labeling, labeling it a two-year and it was definitely punching above their weight. Uh, I think as each uh, edition comes out, when they do three and four years, it just kind of gets better and better for me. This has some robust like citrusy bits to it, kind of some like leafy bits, a little floral and uh, and has some of the spice that we look for in a rye. Like if I want, if I'm grabbing a rye, I want it to taste like a rye. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'll pick a different kind of thing. Yep. So for me, like this is a strong seven. This is a good seven. I don't know. I think it's because we're always afraid to pick eights. Like I love this. I get Eight it all the time. Like yeah, I'm a little. I'm, room. I'm yeah. a little annoyed as the price keeps going up and up. Like I mm-hmm. know I used to get this regularly for like forty five, fifty bucks, and now it mm. seems like it's seventy five, eighty dollars a bottle. Yeah. God I think knows we what we paid fifty bucks for this. for a two ounce yeah. pour exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's like uh, yeah. you know, other people think it's good. But yeah, and and it keeps. There's a lot of demand, and it yeah. keeps happening. And good for them, you know. I wish them success. I hate people who will buy like eight bottles of this and sit it in a bunker in the fucking basement. But outside uh, of that, like, you know, doomsday uh, prepping. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're doomsday prepping with alcohol. So what are you gonna just drink yourself <laughs> yeah. to death? Like, good good <laughs> luck. I'm gonna stab you and take your whiskey. So um, yeah, it's good that they buy them all up because yeah. one person just has to be overcome and you take their whiskey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good point. <laughs> so anyway, uh, solid seven for me. Yeah, uh, for me, I think it has a lot of the same classic notes we do like from Sagamore, and it just feels like a ride. Like it's it's very standard's not the right word because it's like good. It's not like middle of the road, but um, it hits all the notes. It's uh, I think. I think we rate the Sagamores around a seven, though. So with that in mind, I'm going to have to say like six and a half. Like just Sagamore is the gold standard. I will not rate anything above it. Just give it an yeah. eight. Like, 
this? No, or Sagamore. Give Sagamore well, eight. we should retroactively or, or try some other Sagamores and give okay. them eights, and then I can start giving these sevens. But without it, yeah, around a six point five or seven, yeah, it's pretty mm-hmm. damn good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's whiskey. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's been like whiskey, and I don't know why I'm like yeah. not so much. I can make this whiskey in my backyard and all that. Yeah. Well, I actually have a lot of distilling equipment, but I haven't yeah. ever used oh. it. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's some whatnot yeah. for you. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to break the law, and I say, let's break it. Wait, yeah. what law? That you, you can't. You like, making license. whiskey is a felony. Yeah. What? It's boot, bootlegging. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. called bootlegging. But you yeah. can make as much wine and beer as you want. Yeah. But they're afraid that you'll blow yourself up or, like, Which drink the poisonous yeah, part of the, like, the heads distillate. and tails. Yeah. yeah. Which I get, like I understand. Listen, but. you could be the Kennedys. The Kennedys built their dynasty uh, on bootlegging whiskey during Prohibition. Is that right? Have you ever seen Correct. the cartoon Clone High? No. So it's not a kids' cartoon, but oh uh, well, that automatically disqualifies it. I, well, eighty percent of my it's TV Paw time. Patrol. Is, yeah, Paw Patrol. Yeah, <laughs> Paw Patrol. The whole concept is the like Louis. I think these scientists re-created. Uh, important people throughout history through cloning hmm. and they remade the Kennedys and there's this like recurring phrase throughout the show where it's just like nothing bad ever happens to the Kennedys because <laughs> they don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. 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 That's true. I mean, yeah. yeah. They're young and naive. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. But uh, because of all of the illegal things they've done is why a lot of them have bad things yeah. happen. I guess yeah. it could be, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, their involvement with the mafia, mm-hmm. like all kinds of things. Yeah. Uh, is this like a drunk history or? Uh, it, has a wrong show? it has turned into that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's skip anyway. the Ember talk. We, we're not here for Ember. We we're not. Yeah, we're just going to yeah. skip that. Wait. Uh, well, I mean, that is history too, isn't it? No. Oh. Oh. No, no, no. No, no, Ember's the underdog. Yes. Yeah, Perpetual. how is it the underdog that's been around like all, like the almost the longest? Uh, well, no, but it's always been second to yeah. like like when Angular was really popular. It yeah. was second most yeah. popular. Google right. backing Angular made Ember the underdog, and then React came out, and then everyone was like, "Hey, I only have one concept to learn. This is great." Right. And, mm-hmm. uh, but I think we're going to make, we're at least going to get on people's radar. That's the goal. Yeah. For me. I, I anyway. think that I think, my personal okay, goal. Okay. So at least for me personally, that's like one of the key items that I think, I think, okay, let's do some hot takes. Okay. Cause right. you guys deserve hot takes and we I don't want to steal yeah. that from you. I got, I got, you've some. been waiting yeah. in the hot seat. Let's do it for a while. Yeah. I don't think that we were doing hot takes yet when we did your first we episode. Yeah, so, we so Yeah. <laughs> We'll just start from the top for both of you can answer, I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, inferred types or explicit types? I, for me, I have to go with explicit. I don't like to, I know it like creates a lot of boilerplate, but I also don't like to try to, you know, sit and stare too hard and, and figure out what, you know, what the code is doing. I'd rather just have it explicitly typed and be able to read it pretty clearly. Okay. That's fair. Uh, yeah. Um, for me, so my, primary persona as a TypeScript author is that of a library developer. So for that, I like uh, explicit types around the public API boundary because that that keeps me honest, that allows me to um, manage Semver where TypeScript, the language, does not adhere to Semver. Mm -hmm. But for apps, I think implicit types can be very powerful because 
you get all the IntelliSense benefits, you get the inline docs in your editor, though in, in apps, you know, a lot of apps have like a utils directory that is like kind of like a library sort of thing. So then you could still just like choose to do explicit types around those boundaries as well. Yes. In short, depends on use case. Depends. Yeah. We love it. Depends. Yeah. yeah. And we hear that a lot from like people writing libraries is like, you want to be for sure that the thing I'm shipping to the user works the way I mm-hmm. wanted it to yes. work. I don't yeah. want it to get inferred wrong or whatever. So yeah, mm-hmm. that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Also, semver-ts.org if you want to see how TypeScript and Semver work together. Hmm. Interesting. Don't yeah. they just not do anything at oh. all with Simver? Or? Well, TypeScript, the language doesn't. But as a library author, you can opt into a way of managing your public types with semantic versioning so that as TypeScript, the language, tries to break your stuff, you can widen your types on your um, public type boundaries and um, okay. kind of e- ease the upgrade path for your consumers. Gotcha, nice. gotcha. Uh, Tailwind or Vanilla CSS. Um, you first, Preston. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I. So again, it depends. <laughs> so for, no, it, pick one. Okay. So <laughs> pick a side. If the if revolution you, is if coming. If you have a design system, mm-hmm. Tailwind, because Tailwind is uh, forced design system tokens. You are not allowed to stray from how the team that implements the design system has decided it needs to work. So that could mean that you use Tailwind's default sizing scale of 0.25 rem, or it could mean something else. It could mean you only have specific colors. Like some design systems don't have the entire range of Tailwind's default colors. It's quite a lot. But if you're just doing a little project uh, by yourself on the side, sometimes you may even forgo the CSS file and just do inline CSS. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Hot <laughs> wow. Yeah. What is this, 1995? Oh, yeah. <laughs> or I guess CSS wasn't out then. Well, 97? <laughs> 97? Yeah. Well, yeah, but, but wait, are you also doing your layouts and tables or on your own project? Or? Ooh. Uh, no, no, okay. grid, grid and flex all the way. Okay. Here you go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or tables display grid. Yeah. Even worse. <laughs> <Next> <laughs> anyway. <to the> grid. <laughs> yeah. Jared? Uh, I'm a big Tailwind fan, so I, for me, it's pretty pretty strongly in favor of Tailwind uh, most of the time. I definitely appreciate not having a context switch when I'm trying to write that CSS or the utility classes, and I think it just improves productivity for me all around. So, you know, one yeah. thing I've really appreciated about Tailwind is that it has it has done a better job of teaching people actual CSS than where people go to learn CSS. Yeah, because the Tailwind docs. It ain't CSS tricks anymore. Yeah, Yeah. I got a lot of that on. I I did the the whole clickbait like say something nice about this with Tailwind, and everyone was like, I've learned a ton of actual CSS from this instead of going to like MDN or whatever. It's like I'm learning it here, and I'm like, that is great. Like, you know, you get the best of both worlds. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Get rebase or get merge. What are we doing? (laughs) Yeah. It depends. Mm, right. Okay, right. so on, on my feature work, I always rebase. Okay. Even if someone ahead of me has totally screwed up the files I'm working on, I'll rebase. And if it's so bad, I'll just look at my PR, see what the diff is, choose the upstream copy of the file, yeah. and then copy my changes back in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just like, that. I c- cannot handle how 
merge into my feature branch makes my own git history like yeah. i just i just can't figure it out yeah so i don't love it either yeah yeah for, for me i i can't remember the last time i actually did a merge it's almost always rebase and mm -hmm. i'm the same way if, if if i have to i'll just copy the changes back in mm -hmm. yeah. if there's too many commits or just things are just too cluttered like, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah but if it's going into main i i don't think i care well you do get just that an, extra like you merged this commit which is my big pet peeve about it i do like the merge commit because it's, it's easier to revert yeah well but if you've done these rebases and you have short running things then if you want to revert things you can actually like cherry pick shit out and then yeah. or yeah. if you've squashed then you just have the same one commit i guess so yeah yeah, yeah. it all depends it all depends <laughs> yeah. i think i think what it does depend and i think i would append the question and just say in an idealized world which one would you pick because obviously mm -hmm. we all have like oh i'm doing my little thing and mm -hmm. i'm just going to take the lazy way because nobody cares because i'm doing this thing but ideally when i'm working professionally like this is what i do mm -hmm. so i could see that yeah oh wow we're already there okay the best question fucking hey later right. on him. what is it jared what do you think about milk Milk, mm -hmm. yeah. How you feel about Milky. it? Milky, pretty neutral on it. Really? Mm. All right. Yeah. yeah. Pretty basic on it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's there's something behind this question that I'm not really understanding. <laughs> there's a whole. Oh, have you yeah. not seen all the milk on there's Twitter? There's a whole revolution <laughs> of milk. I mean, if you haven't seen Primogen's uh, post where he's water skiing, I have seen that. Okay, he won milk. I mean, yeah. I don't know. You know yes. what I think about milk? Whatever he tells me. He's definitely, yeah. Yeah. he's the milkman. I mean, he uses Neovim, so I, I agree with him for everything. Yeah, yeah. So. Although he recently walked back his uh, stance on Dvorak. He's like, yeah, oh no. I, he's like, I could have just learned, like, done the like split keyboard uh, kinesis or whatever, yeah. but kept it QWERTY and been just as productive. Was like, oh, I, okay, no. Yeah. See, so not I cannot agree with him on anything. Uh, yeah, so you don't like milk. <laughs> you already <laughs> changed oh, wow. everything. Or you don't you like milk because you, you can't really have milk, right? Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no, I I can't have dairy at all. <laughs> milk yeah. substitute yeah. is is your feeling about almond that. milk or well, well, no, don't call it almond milk. It's not fucking milk. Almond it's, beverage. It's crushed nuts sat in water. For I mean, a you can of try time. to milk an almond, Flavored but water. the the it's just too small. Cashew milk is is where it's at for like not milk, right? But it, it has a uh, high fat content, which sure. is what people are really after. In oh, milk. yeah, sure. that's true. So, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I, I don't think those beverages are, are uh, like taste bad. I think they're good. You yeah, just don't want to call them milk. Yeah, don't don't. Yeah, don't call them. Can't, it's like, OK, milk. So again, dietary choices aside, maybe those mm -hmm. are going to get whatever. But like when people will get like impossible burgers and they're like, I want a burger. And oh, you're like, yeah, it's not, though. It's not meat. It's just other stuff that like looks like that. Well, like, oh, it if you have a veggie yeah, burger, right. or a black bean burger, there's still know. burgers. Like, it's like, like the, the act of making yeah. it a patty. Well, and makes it a you burger. Know, you know what it is? First of all, it's a burger sandwich. Um, a bread sandwich. A bread mm. sandwich. Yes. I, it's like another kind of sandwich. sandwich. Hot dog sandwich. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, well, no, they're tacos. The box model. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, wait, wait. A taco requires a wrapping in a tortilla for uh, sure. So a hot dog can't be a taco because it's a bread thing. No, no, no. Mm, so it's similar. Ta taco has an opening on the top. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I, I mean, I a convertible car has an opening on the top. Is that a taco? 
If you yes. eat it. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Taco car. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. We're going to have a whole other episode again. Yeah. Like right. Round five or six or wherever we're at now is going to be just about tacos. Definition of food things. Sandwiches. Yeah. You know, I guess the taco could also be a sandwich. The bread's kind of different, but it's bread-like. Uh, I don't hmm. know. Now you're getting to like an encasing. If it's a thing made of flour and it encases the thing you're eating, is it a sandwich? Uh, well, if you get a flour tortilla, well, what if you get a corn tortilla? Then it doesn't well, count. Then it's a well, then it's just a taco. <laughs> yeah. So the definition is no flour, and then it gets I to be a taco. Metaphysical. I'm just, I'm just saying. Mm. All right, you um, should move on to the next question. I think. Well, I'm going <laughs> to skip this one because this is a stupid question. Oh, uh, What? But it's the whole one we asked Jason no about. One, Are you surprised yeah. that we didn't win front end feud? No, no one knows no who we're on. on so, <laughs> yeah. so apparently they did a bad job marketing. Yeah, players. I had no idea front end feud was even a thing. Yeah, so oh, it's, that's well, not well, even well. like the people that yeah. watch or listen to JS Party or both, uh, you know, religiously know that it happened. But like, mm-hmm. right, everyone else has well, no idea. Well, you apparently didn't share within your network. Nobody yeah. fucking knows. It hasn't aired I, yet. <laughs> it was live. It was, it was live. live. It, it was, was live. And, I, and re- I shared. I retweeted the live thing. You suck at this. I retweeted the live thing. I did it. I did my part. Mm. Nice. Mm. Yeah. All right. Ask the next I question. Um, yeah. What is your least favorite programming language? Okay. I've been thinking about this all night. Yeah. Did you knew it was coming? It has been <laughs> it's so It's not hard. an esoteric uh, one yeah. that no one's heard not of, like, like ADL, TC, SMA, TK. Yeah. What What is it for you? So it's not. It's not even really an indictment of the language itself, but PHP trying to have any sort of like decent REPL experience and like debugging in it has been terrible in my experience. So. I actually don't mind the language otherwise, but that's it's been one of the most frustrating <laughs> languages to work in because of that for me. Okay. 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 Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I've been kind of stuck between deciding between two, and that is C or Python. And Whoa. Yeah. Really? I enjoyed Python. Yeah. See, so, I hate Python so much that I forget it exists. And even right. answering that question. Based on brackets. <laughs> Based completely on brackets. You know, well, and snake case, hate them both. Well, it's just like Python is so popular, everyone uses it, but like its APIs are so C based. Mm. And then, like, the way so I learned Python in college, and it was all like, oh, you can do all this object and class based stuff with it. But after learning F sharp and how F sharp handles the integration with ASP.NET and how they kind of like fake like instances and classes and F-sharp to support ASP.NET, mm. Python felt like a lie. <laughs> so not only do is Python's APIs to C-like, it, it just feels like I've been deceived my whole life. <laughs> well, I hate to break it to you. As you, as you move through this life, you're going to find more and more everything's a lie. No. Yeah, the cake <laughs> is a lie even. Cake. Does anyone get that reference? Oh, no. that was no. uh, from Portal. Portal. Yeah. Yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. Womp, womp. yeah. So we That's are the reason here. Why I'm the funny one. Yeah. 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 We're not listening to you right now. <laughs> um, so we are here for EmberConf. So oh, yeah. let's talk about Ember. Polaris is coming out, and mm-hmm. tell us about hotness and reasons why we care. Like what's going on in Ember these days. Yeah, so Polaris is the named next edition of Ember, and an edition is kind of like the the missing piece of semantic versioning, where 
like semantic versioning is more concerned about API changes where you have like bug fixes, features, and like breaking things. But like additions are the whole cohesive story around how you use those different features together and then can cohesively build your app in a way that makes sense. So like in the React world, maybe this would be like moving from class-based components to function-based components with hooks. If React, uh, well, no, I think React did do that in a non-breaking version. They, if they had updated their docs at the same time, instead of waiting three years to update their docs, <laughs> um, they could have released that as an addition and be like, this is the hooks function-based version of React. And this is how we want you to write React now. Um, and it's non-breaking, so you can keep your class components and do your uh, function hook components as, at the same time, and then gradually migrate. And you don't need to rewrite your app. Um, so that's the whole main focus of additions. And then for Ember, where that comes in is Ember is trying to get rid of most of its old tooling that it needed from way back in 2010 before any good tooling existed and move towards Vite. And uh, Vite allows us to do a lot of good things. If you're familiar with other ecosystems, it's just like ESM by default. Um, you can easily get route splitting. Um, you have 300 millisecond startup time. It, it's great. It opens up a lot. It's got a good plugin ecosystem. It's great, and that Ember's focus is getting towards that. A lot of the design changes in Ember are based around what is needed to get to that goal. Yeah, yeah, and Vite is S tier from the oh, uh, state of JS survey. Oh, yeah. So, right. like, it's good stuff. People, yeah. there are a few things that everyone universally likes, and Vite is one of them. So, like, we're on the right path with that. Yeah, it's exciting to see Ember moving towards just being able to use standardized build systems that are mm -hmm. you know, used widely throughout JavaScript and not having a bespoke build system any longer. Yeah. One, yeah. one thing that excites me about the moving to Vite is in part the story that's really hard to tell, which is that Ember has committed itself to um, providing upgrade paths for apps that have been around for the past seven years and will exist or are starting just now for the next seven years. So like unlike Angular, where people are stuck on each major version, which happens maybe slightly more often every, it's uh, every than once few a year. They're on Angular 16 now. So, yeah. Yeah. Or but, between 1 and 2, where it was just a wholesale. Yeah, that yeah. was like the yeah, Ember I mean, 113. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they've definitely been way better. I remember coming, circling back around and, and uh, coming back around version 9. And I was like, oh, wow, this is this feels like something else. Yeah. And now they should just not call it usable. Don't yeah. call it Angular anymore, yeah. because I think that you know, turns people off. And now they're right. adopting signals. They're, yeah. mm -hmm. they're uh, thinking about getting rid of their attribute-based control flow, mm. which I hate. Yeah. And it's one of the things I really love about Ember is that it's control flow is block-based. Um, yeah. So We have just, signals before they were cool. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think like, okay, so you're starting to bubble up the excitement and, and discuss particular things that uh, I think that will address the challenges in the story around mm -hmm. Ember that people, uh, I mean, 
obviously I don't, it's not uh, a surprise to anyone at this table, but like haven't used it myself in quite some time, uh, not really involved in the ecosystem. Don't, you know, no problems with it or whatever else. It's just career directions take you other places. But, um, but when you have those conversations with, with folks who have used it or have not used it and just haven't kind of taken a look again, they, they feel like it's antiquated in ways. And I think like build system is yeah. one big thing that is a you know bridge too far to regress back into. Having been someone in the Ember ecosystem for a while and then kind of out of it and, and having those discussions there. And I think like there's this, um, this ideal or perception, some true, some not, that it is dated and kind of stuck in a particular uh, zone, which I think works just fine. Like, right. There's like you've said, you go back seven years and you can have applications that work fine. And the, mm-hmm. I, the, the point is, is that it meets the business objectives. So you don't need to shift just because somebody else had a cooler thing they wanted to work on. Yeah. But I think there's a potential there. So some of the, some of the gates that would stop people would be around like a build system. What else do you think? And this is that getting to the question now, what mm-hmm. else do you think would like help bring this to prevalence in the decision when people make architecture decisions in a new application? So I think if someone really wants to have their app or know that their app is going to work just fine like a decade in the future, and if they can know there's a uh, blessed migration path to get from where they left their project to where it will be in 10 years. Like if they can know for certain that they will not be left in the dark, that is a reason to choose Ember. And I think the fact that Ember is moving towards all these modern things that people are used to and expect shows that the people working on Ember and I'm not just saying this because I work on Ember, but like there's a lot of passion I see from other people working on Ember that they care. They want to meet people where they are at, what they expect. So people expect that they can choose Vite because Vite is awesome. So Ember needs to work with Vite. And the fact it hasn't is like, you know, a little unfortunate due to circumstance, partly due to COVID and like burnout and all that stuff from various people. But like it's getting work done. And that's just really exciting. There's another project coming out of it, um, which is a rival to signals, Starbeam. That is like another thing that can be really good for companies to think about adopting because companies like to mitigate risk. And if they can implement the bulk of their application in a way that is transferable between Ember, React, Svelte, Vue, Preact, you name it, that's just like a lot less rewriting they would have to do worst case scenario right Um, i'm not betting on the worst case scenario because i want to see ember succeed not that i want ember to be my identity but i think it has some good qualities that other frameworks maybe don't appreciate and there are some concepts and reactive primitives that i think the other frameworks could learn from and adopt and kind of make make everyone's ecosystem better overall. Right. Yeah. And in some cases already have learned from, you know, some of the 
Well, definitely has happened in the past. Absolutely. Right. They're oh, yeah. right. Like Ember CLI informing yeah. the Angular CLI, yeah. like uh, the router informing. Exactly. Like, route, nested right. routing. Right. Yes. Well, you know, those are past successes, though, and you can't lean on those forever. I do think it's, uh, I do think the composability play right. is, is good and bad. I mean, I think that Ember was supposed to be the framework where you don't have to think about those things, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because it's the decisions are made for you across the board. And it's yeah. kind of like I've said it various times around, like that's what made next palatable to me mm-hmm. in a similar way is that a lot of decisions were made for me. Just follow the right pattern, the happy path along yeah. the way. So then, you know, so there's some trade offs in that sense. Yeah. It's like saying, okay, if you love Vite, great. You come in familiar tools. You don't mm-hmm. have to learn everything over. Um, here's of oh, signals. You heard signals are great. We're doing a signal like thing. I know that Yuda is uh, working on that across, you know, there's React support, there's other support mm-hmm. there. So that's kind of a nice like plus two is like, oh, we have signals. And if you decide you need to go away, you're not abandoning, it's not all or nothing. Yeah, It almost feels like it's delivering on the promise that Glimmer had though. So yeah, well, I don't, I think it was like the last, Embercom fight I attended in it was what three four years ago something mm-hmm. like that and Glimmer was like all the shit I remember Glimmer came out it must have been longer because I was still in DC Glimmer came out and it's like this singular this layer 2018 there you go you know numbers really or, wow. or no, 2019 maybe no 19. no I was in DC still because I did a uh, a meetup talk where I did my slides in Glimmer and then talked about Glimmer independently. Yeah. Well, you were, you I were moved here in the last time we were here, so I think that was 2019, right? So that was, then yeah. that's yeah. not when Glimmer was announced. So that's okay. the year before it was. It yeah. was right. eight, 17 or 18, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I see what you're and, saying. And so here it is, this independent, like, draw people in. Yeah. Ember is providing you everything, but if you don't want that, mm-hmm. there's a window in, right? Yeah. And so that's what I'm wondering is, mm-hmm. you know, could it be that similar thing like what's a better way was there learnings here and now do you look at starbeam as a uh starburst stargazer as the thing <laughs> stargate uh, sg1 yes uh, uh, yeah. again it's another thing it's like an entry mm-hmm. gateway possibly but you got to take it to fruition you know is there some fear around that yeah and is it too much stepping away from the promise of ember of just come in configure it right do it the ember way and happy path forever I think you still get a lot of all of those things with mm-hmm. all the things that are, you know, on the horizon and being offered today. So I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's stepping away too much. I think you just have more flexibility. You're able to use standardized build systems, which is phenomenal, but you still have, you know, first class testing framework, you still have a data layer, you still have, you know, routing, all of those things that we've known yeah. for a while and really appreciate it. Yeah. So, it was like before layer. meta frameworks were cool. It did all the things that the meta frameworks do mm-hmm. now. Yes, agreed yeah. with that. And I and and yeah, like first class testing has definitely always yeah. been, which still no one has. Like right. and Jest, how do I debug it? I know well, someone uh, can, Jet, but I can't. Jest should like, be dead. <laughs> yeah. Vtest, yeah. whatever. Oh, Vtest, thing anyway. so yeah. Vtest yeah. is so good and so fast. Mm-hmm. So you know some yeah. things there I I could see. Although I think we should take a momentary pause in the serious. Um, have this whiskey reemergence of, sec- of second Ember. whiskey. Uh, Ember is the is, is trying to be the Jesus of JavaScript. I think right. And oh, this is Easter. That's, that's and a this claim. Is Easter. <laughs> um, yeah, you heard it here, folks. I mean, all three of you. The memes um, will fly. So we are again having a second whiskey. 
Um, that's because Robbie has a drinking problem. I don't know yeah. what's going it's on. It's me, not Chuck. Yeah, it's not It's not me. Uh, okay, so I love this. Coming back to at least a classic for me personally, and I'm, I'm sad and ashamed of the whiskey world that this isn't available more often. So this is a Four Roses single barrel, um, barrel strength, and they had come out with a, a series of uh of whiskeys where they were experimenting with variations in the mash bill and mm-hmm. they gave them these like random letter bits and i think this one was obsf i don't recall mm-hmm. what that really gets but i'm i've smelled it and i am getting um a bit of a bit of spice and a bit of floral well i can I tell mind. you what i'm getting and it's very specific oh, oh shit <laughs> well wait a second let me first say so 61.2 <laughs> per, uh, percent alcohol so it is it is a hot one Hot one. As I mentioned, it is barrel strength, so this is just how the angels intended it. And I'm going with some sort of religious theme for the show. Uh, apologies. Mm. No, nothing else about it. But I, you, these, uh, I recall in the menu, these are uh, 9 to 10 years, too. So they got okay. a decent age to them. Usually 9 is about my max, give or take, from a, from a bourbon. Diminishing Otherwise, returns. it just starts to yeah. get like real spicy, real woody, and just yeah. like, bleh. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just don't like my bourbons that way. So, mm-hmm. so if you kind of don't put your nose fully in it, you get like a little sniff. I smell zebra gum. What is that? Fruit stripe. Fruit stripe, yeah. Oh. yeah. I was like, it wasn't called that, but it had a zebra Whatever mascot. It is. Yeah, fruit stripe. And the stuff I thought was so cool, and they had like great marketing, and they like chew And it. the flavor goes and away then, in three and, seconds. Yes, yeah. right? Like I it's always like, this is so the best robbed. thing I've ever. Oh, yeah. oh another piece. Oh, oh yeah. mom, yeah. can I get another pack? No. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. But it, I get a little hint of that. You smell huh. that? I, I don't even remember what that shit tasted like. That's, that's how quickly it went through my life. Yeah. But my hmm. my brain went right back to it. I do get kind of a. It's very different if you taffy, go taffy. Like I actually. Yeah, that's I smell a yeah. taffy. Yeah. yeah, like a little bit of sea salt taffy. Yeah. Let's pick up my smell noises. What, what flavor of taffy? I'm seeing reds. I'm seeing reds. Um, yeah, cherry oh, or strawberry. I'm, hold on. I'm. Oh, where's the Ouija board? Take me. My relationship with flavor notes is non-existent. <laughs> I have a coffee subscription, and they provide flavor notes, oh, and yeah, right. they are ridiculous. Yeah, which is funny too. <laughs> but hey, if that just if you're able to tie those together in some ways, yeah. I mean that makes it just as uh, just as real and accurate as anything else. <laughs> yeah. It's not like coding. They're yeah. 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 I find it's day to day too. Like I'll yeah. smell something in this one day that I don't yeah. smell the next. Yeah. Maybe with coffee too. You ate last. Yeah. Mm. yeah. 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 Well, uh, so Robbie, what do you think flavor wise? And oh, I haven't tried it yet. I smelled it. Oh shit! I was trying to get the video back on because it was off because oh, my computer hi. went to sleep. Uh, oh, this no. episode is sponsored by oh, the Opal C1 camera. <laughs> Sometimes fucks up and just yeah. restarts Sponsored and doesn't focus time. at all. When you're recording, why the fuck does it go off? Like, <laughs> uh, anyway, go. yeah, this one's full of expletives. Um, Can you tell this is our sixth or seventh whiskey? I don't know. Oh man, mm, what does it taste like? I don't I know. know. I'm kind of, yeah, I'm, it tastes I'm much different than the I get smell. a little chocolate. I get like like bitter really? chocolate though. Yeah, I'm getting a little bitter chocolate yeah. and a finish. It's very um, like heavy. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like some. Some really like like if I chose a cigar and it was a really oh. bad cigar, like it tastes like that. Oh, see, ah. I have some coating, so like a thicker, like if I had like a molasses kind of, but I'm not getting molasses flavors. I got um, some cinnamon initially, mm, and yeah. something in the middle between, and then it kind of just goes to bitter chocolate. So, hmm. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll think about that more. Yeah, we it should tastes make, a lot darker than the smell. But yeah, 
Yeah. Um, overall, it's pretty good. It's not my favorite. I would uh, maybe give it like five and a half. Okay. Oh. So, dear listener, as earlier, remember we talked about tentacles. Zero to eight tentacles. And five and a half. Somehow he is a half tentacle. I immediately thought of a rating. And okay. it is less generous. Nice. <laughs> okay. Three out of eight. Wow. Okay. okay. I, I think I would avoid this in the future. Yeah, mm. Just too hot, too hard. Yeah. Uh, did you chug it already? That's... Oh, uh, yeah, it's it's gone. Well, I was going to say, add <laughs> some water, see what happens. But yeah, yeah I should know. do that. Where, yeah, where yeah, did the I would water like go? to do that as well. Uh, uh, I think, oh, there's the water. Our production assistant is uh, is taking his his first. And I, I, yeah. I think smell-wise, I got like kind of turpentine and pencil shavings. Or wow, something. okay. Like, pencil like, shavings. Pencil oh, shavings. yeah. Uh, I have heard pencil shavings yeah. as a wine descriptor before. Yeah. So you Those know, are my two favorite flavors, so... Oh. Yeah, turpentine is like not a great it's, thing. This is really hot. Like, yeah, yeah, it is good. super hot. But yeah. I I know. I, I steered us in this direction. So I'll, I'll take full responsibility. I don't think it's bad. I like these. Um, I'm, I'm probably going to give it a six, though. Like in, mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to get something different. I feel like OESK was my jam back in the day. So I haven't been able to, I, I don't know if they had this at all. But what did the uh, letters even mean? I don't remember. They had a descriptor on their site, and I didn't memorize that because nobody pays no, me to do why it. Not? Do you remember the chicken cock marketing? <laughs> chicken cock. No, the all the stuff on their oh, site. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, about it's it like, being an old brand and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, It's like a creamy, buttery mouthful or oh, something. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Is that yeah. how you describe your chicken cock? Well, that's how they <laughs> describe it on their that's site. That's what she said. Anyway, we should... Oh, uh, boy. I think Jared is up for Yeah, I think I'd give it, well, it's about expectations, right? Like, if I know going into it that it's as hot as it is, then I'd probably, like, that's a six for me. Like it's And also, just having added the drops of water, it's, it's mellowed out quite a bit. Yeah, yeah so it already kind of gets a little better. Yeah. 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 Well, there we so go. I didn't know about the drops of water thing. Yeah. I was, the first time I tried it, I was amazed how much it changes. changes. It? Yeah, yeah, it was ridiculous. I learned that technique at the Jack Rose because I, again, Kentucky boy, whatever else, even though I knew some things about whiskey and that what I liked, I definitely didn't have like these refined tasting like notes mm-hmm. and, and things. Yeah. And that's what they would say there is like, get a two ounce pour and then you have some of it. And then do this, and it's like having two whiskeys. Yeah, and yeah, it really is. Yeah, so that's kind of fun. You get like two for one out of the yeah. whole deal. All right, I think we settled on yeah. on our. Should we our s- steer back to some Ember stuff? Yeah, I think there was a point I wanted to make about the. So, uh, you were talking about Glimmer and how that didn't really take off outside of the Ember ecosystem, yeah. and you were proposing how Starbeam could be different. Yes. And I wanted to add that I think Glimmer's scope was too big. I think Starbeam being as focused as it is and with reactivity in general being a hot topic mm. kind of places it in a really good spot. And then additionally, I think the fact that it provides two reactive primitives that no other framework has puts it in a really good spot. Yeah. So like resources is one primitive that... Um, Reacts felt no one has. Um, they're similar to hooks, except that um, they're better. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. And then modifiers. Modifiers are like 
reusable element behaviors, mm -hmm. um, which you can simulate in different ways in various frameworks, but modifiers provide a, a named concept for working with an element and like making making it have an animation or making it autofocus or adding some event listener to it. Like modifiers are really good at that. Yeah. And I think providing that capability to React and everyone else is going to be really good for um, JavaScript in general. And I think that will kind of like back channel into people's minds for like, hey, Ember's a thing. Yeah. Well, there you go. It could like tie the things back. I do. Yeah. I, I I have seen the examples within a React application, and I think that is like a nice paradigm to show. Although I am gonna like kind of come back and 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 needle you a little bit on the whole like it's better. Yeah, because bring it. I don't like subjective uh, <laughs> things. So like yeah. when you say better, like literally, what how is how is it better? And not just because mm -hmm. like. And that, mm -hmm. and it is fine to have a subjective opinion, right? Yeah. Because we can all get there a billion different ways, and there's nothing wrong with like choosing the one that just feels right to you, or is comfortable to you, mm -hmm. or just is productive to you, and all of those things are not not wrong answers. Yeah. But if you're going to like evangelize and say mm -hmm. things are better, then I think you got to bring a little muscle behind that, and you have to say these. This is why I think this is a decision that will get you there. Why it's a, why it's a better decision because it's this does this and this does that. Like I, mm -hmm. I like objective ideologies into that. Yeah, yeah. So resources are better than hooks because resources represent a value tied to a lifetime. What that means is like if you're familiar with React, like use state and any custom hooks, they return a thing. And then, like, use effect has cleanup, but they are separate things. Mm -hmm. Resources combine those into one cohesive concept. So a resource represents a value and can have cleanup all in one thing. And you fully subscribe to the pattern of derived data, which gets you out of the use effect problem that many reactives find themselves in where they're like using use effect way too much when if they just think about the whole reactivity paradigm a little bit differently, they can have a more performant app by deriving their data rather than reproducing it in additional renders via effects. Right. Resources kind of like shove you into that derived data pattern and then give you that cleanup uh, behavior when you need it. So like if you need to get rid of an interval, close a web socket, Abort a fetch, uh, anything that it's that that tool is there for you, right? Yeah. yeah, no, that's good. I appreciate that, and I know that you have the con. Like to to be clear, I also know that you have the context, like that you haven't only worked in Ember for the last ten years or something like that. Like you've you've built yeah, who's done apps that? and like you you have, done that. <laughs> you have done that mostly. Yeah, yeah. Unless Tailwind gives you an easy you know template. Yeah, that's or something. JavaScript, then, right? Yeah, Tailwind. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I think the, the uh, story around its interoperability with the other frameworks, though, is also a huge differentiator between what you know, Glimmer was trying to do, which is really just break out the rendering layer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like showing that we could do that too, that it is just a component of this, all these tools that you're provided anyway. Yeah. And this, yeah. whether you like it, you know, 
more or not, it gives people a chance to kind of see how reactivity is different in, in a system like Ember. Yeah. And, start yeah. and I agree with that. And I think mm-hmm. that uh, it is kind of apples and oranges. I really was like taking it from the context of, of marketing, essentially, which was, yeah. let's talk about this, this thing coming out of this ecosystem. And then it fizzled. But it yeah. was just, you know, the underlayer. This other thing is actually a real tool you could apply across projects. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. Speaking of marketing, that is something like the Ember ecosystem as a whole has not been great at. The whole evangelism of the framework and the tools and patterns within. And I think it's interesting how, at least from my perspective as an observer of tech Twitter, people in the React ecosystem are perfectly fine with half-baked things and are just like willing to try an idea and then run with it in their production code. Server components. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas in Ember, people will not touch something unless it is like the blessed, like this is, quote, the Ember trademark way trademark, you do it trademark. And there's just like a lot less willingness to experiment which is an interesting challenge to overcome. Yeah. Well, because you got burned so much in the past of like, I'm going to do this thing that's different. And then the like conventions went, no, 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 you're not. Yeah. So then you went, Oh crap. So like, yeah, people are scared that that will happen and they just don't try. Yeah. It's, it's really important when a framework has conventions that there is a easy and clear communicative way to escape those conventions. So like um, React has succeeded in this a lot where... Um, Whoa, the, well, hold on. React or Next? Well, I was about to talk about routing, so who knows? Okay. There's no routing in React. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, there is so Next. So oh, I, yeah, well, I think it's more Next because I, I think mean, Next had conventions that they're now... I mean like escaping. as a community. Yeah. Like uh, for, uh, for a little bit there was React Router. I mean it's still there. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's just called there. Remix now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say like, uh, it, yeah, Kent might feel otherwise, even though he's not employed there. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what he's doing. Yeah, but like they had conventions, and people, uh, some people didn't want any of those conventions, and they right. did their own thing, and then the, the escape patches were there to do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that that made people feel empowered, and that's what what kept things going. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I just want to be told what to do. I don't. I don't yeah. need to do fancy other stuff. <laughs> I like fancy that's, stuff. Yeah. That's why you got married. Well, so you'd be told what to do. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 well, that can get cut tight. out. To, like, be quiet, all of you. <laughs> <laughs> so, if, I mean, if you you use Ember and you like it, you know, it's your community, your framework. The core team meetings are generally open. You're welcome to like, and we encourage people to come and attend. Um, I can speak for the learning team meetings. We love for people in the community to come and attend the meetings and you know participate wherever they can. We need help, and we certainly would appreciate it. So. Yeah, and the community is very welcoming. Like yeah. as opposed to many other communities where they don't help you. Like <laughs> you know, it's it's easy to become a contributor. Well, easy is relative, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I want to say same call out for the tooling team. Um, I personally have subscribed to every ember repo so i get all of the emails all of the github notifications so if you ask a question and i happen to know something about your question i may answer 
Um, I'm going to start just putting random issues of no. like, is this taco a sandwich? <laughs> is this taco a sandwich? <laughs> I will wait, answer. Wait. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of, I think this is on brand is, uh, Will, does this support, uh, can you use bun? Uh, is bun stable? Isn't bun only for React? <laughs> I don't know. Th- it's a runtime. It's not like. I thought it was only for React. It's a node replacement. Yeah, oh, is exactly. It? Like yeah. Deno. Well, I don't know. Dino. I mean, how do you uh, say that? Deno, Dino, like whatever it's else. It's Dino. The author has said it's Dino. Yeah, because yeah. it's like a little okay. Dino. I will yeah. say this. If Vite supports bun, then Ember will support bun. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, because uh, yeah, Vite's not a runtime, so I guess that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. So, is it still worth buying a Steam Deck? Um, I don't think it's ever worth buying a portable gaming system because I am team uh, PC Master Race. Mm-hmm. No <laughs> consoles, no handhelds. Oh, so, StarCraft One was on N64. So, uh, yeah, I don't know <laughs> why. There's like a <laughs> yeah, there's a like Steam streaming app or something, Steam Connect or something. Yeah, like that, like that might yeah, my brother does that. Yeah. but I was I just want to play FIFA on the road, and uh, Stadia got crushed, mm-hmm. and so my life is is really shaken up, and so I thought Steam Steam Deck might be a way to fix that. Or there's the Asus one, it's the Rog Alley or whatever coming okay. out too. Yeah. No. So I use a couple open source softwares for doing my game streaming mm. because while I prefer a PC for all gaming because it's just superior hardware, I still like playing on the couch. Yeah. But I can't take my PC out to the couch. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if there's this server software called Sunlight and this client software called Moonlight mm. where you can with very low latency, stream your game from your gaming PC to some other device, be that Android on another laptop, and you can just play on the couch. That could be on your TV, could be on the NVIDIA Shield. Okay. Because um, so, NVIDIA Shield uh, got rid of their game stream software. Yeah. So now I use Moonlight and Sunlight, and mm-hmm. it's pretty well, great. there we go. So you provided a third option. I like that. I'll look yeah. into it. Yeah, and if, you, and if you know how to configure port forwarding in your router, right. you can, <laughs> you can yeah. do it outside your house. Yeah. Like, I mean, on the road. Whoa, it's been a while, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know a little about yeah. that. Good luck Post with latency there. Games. There you go. <laughs> wow, yeah. yeah. There you yeah. go. I've got fiber, and then we'll see from there. But yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thanks for that. Play a little FIFA while you're road tripping. That's all I want. I want like I'm free. I have a little extra time. You need you need that ray tracing while you're in the car. Yeah. (laughs) Well, no. Let's not do that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Just flying and on the road. Flying wouldn't work because obviously wouldn't have a connection. But uh, not a good one. But just traveling, (laughs) I used to do on the iPad or Mm -hmm. whatever else. You can play every Steam game on the Tesla now. I don't have a Tesla. Well, I do. But well, <laughs> like while know. you're driving? No, I don't. I don't know if What's I don't think point? it'll work while you're so like while you're charging. You okay. Play games, but uh, it's is charging. That it slow? doesn't work. It is, but it doesn't work oh, intuitively. Man. Where it's like that bad? You I, would think you could like use your finger as a mouse, mm-hmm. but it it doesn't work that way. Oh, like no. you like touch where it should be like clicking, and it's like Rah! like it doesn't. So you really need a controller. Yeah. To oh, actually yeah. play, but yeah. I I. Took a road trip from Phoenix to LA in an electric mm-hmm. car. Added about an hour, give or take, of, of time extra. Because I made two stops. You get on a 350-watt charger, and you can shoot up pretty quickly. Nice. Cool. Anyway, yeah. fun, fun facts there. Well, yeah. 
let the people know what you got going on and uh, where yeah, they can you find you. You want to plug anything? For me, just the learning team. Come to the meetings if you want to participate. It's just not, it, yeah. And his name online is uh, Jared. Not Cole? Jared from Subway. <laughs> it's Jared Galanis. I think on Twitter, GitHub, all the places. It's probably just at. Yeah. It's just Jared on Discord, but mm. find me out everywhere. I am Nullvox Populi everywhere, and the thing that I want you to know is that EmberConf uh, happened. I don't know if the videos will be up by the time you hear this, but there are some really good talks that are at the time of speaking planned. I hope they're good by the time I hear them. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we can't vouch for them as of now, but we think they'll be good. Except for yeah. the, the Friday 11:30, that one's gonna fucking crush it. Is that? When we, when we are, us okay. Yeah. I don't know what time it, we do it. Yeah. Or too early, but yeah. yeah. The other thing is that I am partially polyfilling the future of Ember for older versions of Ember. So if you're with an organization who maybe isn't prioritizing maintenance and you're maybe on Ember 3 and you can't get to Ember 4, I am providing a polyfill for Starbeam that you can use in 328. And that allows you to use resources, allows you to use uh, fancy new modifiers, um, though Ember modifier is still a good option. That's perfectly fine. But the all of the new programming paradigms are portable to Ember 328. And with Ember Polaris, the exciting thing there is that with the GJS and GTS thing that we haven't talked about this episode... <laughs> Um, you can still invoke like pre-octane components with that. So if you're uh, in a team that hasn't gotten fully up to date, you can still use the new stuff. Yeah, it just ties back into the backwards compatibility story. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's one of the unique things about Ember. Like, I don't feel like no one else supports that many versions. Like, for better or for worse. Wait, we we what, do that. What? What's Ember? Um... I think it's those mugs that heat themselves up. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 And on that note, folks. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you liked it, please subscribe. Leave us some ratings and reviews. We'll catch you next time. Bum, bum, bum.